Hey everybody, it's Kira. You may have noticed that there haven't been a lot of new episodes of Everything is Interesting lately. Well, that's partially because we were on summer vacation and partially because Kira and I are revamping the show a little bit. Um, we've been working with x-ray producers to turn everything in interesting into more of a produced podcast. Um, we're going to have more interviews, better production value, even like seasons with themes. How exciting is that? And don't worry, you'll still hear our show every week on X-Ray's morning show, somewhere between 7 a.m. and 9 a.m. on 107.1 FM if you're in Portland and streaming online everywhere at xray.fm. That's my DJ voice. Anyway, be on the lookout for those new episodes in the next couple of months. We are super excited and we hope you are too. Now on with the episode. I'm Kira Klingenberg. And I'm Kira Lindenberg. And we are here with another informal segment of X-Ray's science podcast, Everything is Interesting. We're picking up the conversation that we had last week about genetic modification. And as always, we're going to invite our producers. Hi, guys. Because we love I, you guys. I want to hear about your opinions about genetic modification. So last week, we talked about what it means to genetically modify something. We brought up how the term genetic modification does not describe just one thing. It's like no. this huge term that encompasses and various many different types of modification on many different types of organisms that has many potential outcomes. So today, we really wanted to get a chance to talk about a few of the ways that we're genetically modifying stuff, things that are being done in the world or, or tested in the world right now. Uh, and they've also been in the news as of late. This, of course, is, you know, the, the question of morality is also laced into this subject of genetic modification. Like, is this something we should even be doing at all? But that is a different conversation. And this is a short episode, so we're going to talk about it some other time. Yeah, we'll sort of leave that one to the we'll side that, of the table. We'll talk about the science, and then you can take the morality conversation Lovely. to like the bar and have a drink. Yeah, and, yeah, sit around at dinner, talk about the morality mm -hmm. of GMOs. That mm -hmm. would make us really happy. That would make us really happy. Uh, so instead of talking about morality, we're going to be focusing on more quantifiable consequences uh, and discussing kind of how the different incidences of genetic modification, what kind of impacts each of those might and we, we say might because we really don't know, uh, have on us and our world. There's really many far-reaching implications to each one of them, and each has the potential to deliver very positive results, but also very disastrous ones. So there's, yeah. there's quite a breadth of possibilities there. Yeah, and as always, if you, the listener, have comments or questions or whatever on this subject, you can always text in at 971-220-5979. 971-220-KXRY. Of course. Yeah, we really want to hear from you. So let's start the discussion off with one of probably, gosh, the most publicized, talked over, debated, fought over subject in genetic modification, which is the altering of our food crops and the use of genetic modification in agriculture to make those crops, da-da-da-da, pesticide-resistant. Uh, okay. <laughs> do you want to maybe give a brief summary? Since I mean, I think people have heard about this, but what... 
They sure. Just, yeah. Okay. So let's hone in a little. So bit. they're often called PR or HR crops, which means pesticide resistant or herbicide resistant. Um, and the whole idea, right, is that like, okay, if I can have, I mean, it's a soybean. It's always a soybean. Um, if I have a soybean and I can genetically modify it so that. Um, Oh, it's glyphosate, I believe, is what it is. I think so. Uh, yeah. Is the the pesticide or the herbicide um, that that chemical doesn't kill the soybean? Um, then it will kill all the bugs, but it won't kill the soybean. Right. So you get a very, in theory, well, actually not in theory, in practice, you get a very strong, healthy crop. Right. You get high yields from that crop because mm-hmm. you don't have the bugs to contend with and. In theory, also, it's Which is, one less thing for the farmer to have to deal with, right? And so, and and that's those are like the, those are the really good. Those are the reason we do this, right? Is because we have more crop, we have more of a yield, more people are getting fed. Uh, the farmers are spending less money and making more profit. Um, I will, I which will is count, not a bad thing. I, I made it sound like a bad thing. It's a great thing. Right. Uh, it depends. It's, and that's an economic discussion we won't get into. You know, where's Lillian when you need her? Yeah. In an ideal world, it would mean the farmers get more money because they don't have to spend as much on pesticides. But there's, of course, the question of who's controlling these lovely seeds so, and how much oh, do yes. they charge for those seeds is a very good um, point again so many, different so discussion many tangents see, there's, i know see, there's so much to the subject science stick to the science we're getting back to the science so anyways this really begs the question though if we're going to be altering the genetics to change like a soybean yeah to have the what it, does it change it to have the pesticide inside itself no, it no 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 it, it's it's um it's just a resistance that's right it's, it's, yeah it, it won't die, and i don't i mean i couldn't tell you how they do it but it's like so that it <laughs> won't die when you dump this chemical all over it but hey so so producers i want to hear from you have you guys heard anything about what happens when you eat genetically modified food no but should i be scared i imagine i digest it i i think that's how most food oh. works oh boom <laughs> boom <laughs> I'm really, I'm making finger guns at you. Nope. I'm the answer is you immediately die. Oh. Also sounds right. <laughs> my That's not fears. why I was excited. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Of course. This is, oh my God. This is like the one thing that makes me, I, I can't talk about genetic modification without banging my fist on the table in case you haven't listened this to this show before. This is banging her fist on the table moment. Yeah, totally. Um, Number one, if you're worried about like the extra base pairs, like the literal extra DNA that we put inside of, you know, like, well, here I shot some extra base pairs into this soybean. All of that gets broken down. Yeah, you absorb like individual amino acids, which is what DNA is made of. You do like you can't. Ugh, it's not right. going to get like absorbed into your DNA. Like you're not, that's not what happens when you eat any food. Yeah, some some people I think have a concern that a consequence <clears throat> of the genetic modification of the crops is going to be that when they then eat the food, they're going to absorb this new DNA into their DNA, and they're going to become a human. Which is so this is wrong. I don't not, know where to start. Well, it's just it should not really be a concern. There are maybe potential other reasons to worry about. Like, okay, what happens? You know, is the food still as nutritious? Are we getting the right amino acids? There are questions like that, but when it comes to, am I going to absorb this new mutant DNA? Yeah. If you absorbed every de- piece of DNA <laughs> that you ate in every, you would, you would be have, a tomato. Yeah. Imagine all, the, imagine all the <laughs> stuff floating around in you. Imagine like we'd have like broccoli arms and like I'd have the coloring of a cow. So and, okay, so that's not your concern. You're, and and like yes, there is the conversation of like okay, well if I put this new gene, it's making a new protein and inside the tomato, and maybe that's like interacting with some other protein. And like yeah, that could be a legitimate concern. But okay, so like the real thing, the real. <laughs> Joey said he'd be an avocado by now. Uh, and then Me too. Real, I know, right? Uh, I think the real concern like, there are much more far-reaching implications, and a lot of it has to do with the effect on not necessarily your body from again eating extra DNA, mm-hmm. 
but the effects on like the environment the and ecosystems like, how are we changing things by genetically modifying these organisms and then mass growing them once is there a term for that uh, like sending them off into the wild yeah to, I would to breed it. with other uh right uh, well you also have um, the fragility uh, and the unknown consequences you have when you affect any ecosystem when you put something new into it what happens you know if you eliminate if you make a crop that can get rid of the bugs and the bugs all die what is what is the loss of the bugs doing to that particular ecosystem you know every piece has a part to play and that's and yeah so that's, a, that's a concern too we don't know the answers because this is still pretty new we don't have you know the the time and the results to really right and that's I think something that people don't talk about like we you know okay so like let's say you've got this this little beetle whatever and it's eating your soybean I don't know if that's true but um you know and, and to us that beetle is a pest but what else is that beetle doing in the ecosystem and that's right. something what that we don't does it have right so if we're dumping these pesticides all over our crops besides the fact that we're just eating it how is that affecting you know is, is that affecting the microbiome in the soil is that affecting the birds the frogs the things that eat the beetles um and this is really fascinating because so so in the the conversation i'm sure most of you have heard by now there's a lot of conversation about we can get rid of mosquitoes and i have to clarify that does not mean all mosquitoes that i think there's something like 2500 species of mosquitoes um, and we can get rid of the 30 of them that carry diseases like Zika virus, like malaria, um, like dengue fever. Which leads us to another way that we genetically modify stuff. We go directly to organisms and we can change their DNA, as in mosquitoes, yeah. to do crazy things for to get results that we want. So with the mosquitoes, you want to explain? Oh, yeah, sure. So um, uh, there's something, <clears throat> this is kind of crazy. So this is called a gene drive. Basically what that means is that, so when a baby is born, it gets half of its DNA from its mom and half of its DNA from its dad. Um, if you, in the mom mosquito, put this gene uh, in something called a gene drive, what's going to happen is that when the when these two pieces that the mom DNA and the dad DNA come together in the baby, um, the gene drive is going to knock out whatever. So let's say you put in a gene drive for like blue eyes. Um, it's going to knock out whatever eye color gene the dad's DNA has and force the cell to copy that gene from the mom's DNA, which means now the baby has two it has the same gene right it has the the weird gen, like genetically engineered gene that you put in the mom in both sets of its dna which means every single one of its offspring will also have that dna so you can use the technology in mosquitoes to essentially force the next generation populations to only produce female mosquitoes that do not produce eggs yeah so that's the gene that they're putting into these mosquitoes is the inability to create eggs so if and so in theory, you, you make these mosquitoes, you send them out into the world, breed with other mosquitoes, and voila, we've gotten rid of the mosquito population because they can't successfully breed anymore. Yeah, but so so then, like, what are the far-reaching implications of this? Like, sure. on the one hand, I think it's over a million people per year die, I want to say, from malaria alone? I, I believe it's malaria. Yeah. It's, and Or a lot. On top of all these other, I mean, you know, that's a whole other conversation about Zika and, and yellow fever and, and all that stuff. Um so, so that would be very good right. for humans. On the other hand, is are these diseases part of what's keeping the human population in check? Right. Well, or, you know, what are the roles of the mosquitoes that carry the diseases? There's talk of if we get rid of those, what's going to take its place and what kind of diseases will those carry? Because, right. you know, if you, let's say you decimate a mosquito population, what insects will rise up to take their place? Right. Will they be worse? Again, the, the answer is unknown. Right. Uh, but there's always that kind of risk. That's the weird thing about environmental science. Like, we, you, you, we think that we're changing one thing, right? We think that we're getting rid of mosquitoes. But what we don't see is that the environment 
environment the ecosystem is so complexly interconnected it's so interconnected there's no possible way that we could ever really project what's going to happen right. and we're not saying that we're not saying that this is a reason to not do it or to halt this now it's oh no more this just, is just a conversation it's just to consider the fact though that when we choose to do this there is always an, a latent risk yeah. that we take that is that we may not know for hundreds and hundreds of years um so, yeah. I, oh, I can i mention one last one because yes, i know we're absolutely. kind of getting to the end of this segment but um, I read some really interesting articles, something I didn't know until yesterday, really, that we're using genetic modification to also target the viral infection of HIV, which is pretty interesting. One way that they can do it is uh, they go in and they directly influence the immune cells, like they're, they're called T cells, or I'm sorry, they influence the stem cells that produce our T cells. Uh -huh. And they give them basically an extra molecule that helps that cell target HIV directly, Whoa. detect the infection before the cell becomes infected. What, which, seriously? Yeah, which is amazing because usually cells become infected first. And right. they're like, oh God, we're infected. You know, right, we're like, this is like They can detect it and then they can, they can destroy it. Uh, like, because our, our T cells are kind of like our little warrior guys. Right. They like hone in. So they can do it that way, which is pretty interesting. They can use CRISPR, which we talked about last week, uh, to go in and, and completely actually shut down the virus itself so we can kind of cut out DNA within the RNA molecule of HIV virus and we can make it so it can't reproduce anymore. Yeah. Uh, which is huge because if you get infected, that means you can maybe stave off systemic infection. Whoa. Uh, and then a third way is that we can, we uh, there's a team of scientists in the US, the UK, and Spain that have modified a strain of rice which is interesting, the harmony of agriculture and medicine, yeah. to produce proteins that when you rub them on your skin, absorb them, eat them, whatever, it will, the proteins will neutralize HIV in your body. That cannot be real. Uh, well, it's I mean, so again, crazy. these are all still in the testing phases. <laughs> no, no one has done, I think they have done testing on macabre mo monkeys, not humans yet. Yeah. Uh, so it still remains to be seen. But this also brings up an interesting point that it's it's incredible and we can do this, but but like we don't really know what that will do, right? Either. Yeah, it's, and this, this is, is new that's, frontier. That's the theme of it's today. Awesome, but we yeah. If we you really take anything know. home from this episode, it's <laughs> we have no idea <laughs> what the implications are. We just are spent 15 minutes telling you you know nothing, and neither do we. No, no, no. And that's what I'd like you to take from every episode of Everything Is Interesting. Which, by the way, if you want to listen to the last episode about CRISPR or any of our episodes, um, you can find them at everythingisinteresting.org. And we are available as a subscribable podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. For now, I'm Kira Lindenberg. And I am Kira Klingenberg. And Thank this you. has been Everything Is Interesting right here on X-Ray FM, where radio is yours. We'll be right back with Eugene Merman.